one. We're recording! So what's the topic? What's the topic? Uh, Frustration. I don't know. Frustration. I don't know. Frustration. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Frustration. That's my impression of the guy from Taken. Uh, the one who says good luck on the phone, but when he finds him later and he straps him to a chair and puts uh, electrical vaults into his legs. Yeah. And he's interrogating him. And then he gives him all the information that he has. And uh, he says, I, I don't, uh, I think uh, Liam Neeson asks him one more question. And he says, I don't Where's know. Where's my daughter? No, he'd given him all the information and he asked him oh. one more question. He's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Taken. I've only seen the like, get under the bed. You will be taken. And then Liam Neeson says, I believe you. But it's not going to save you, and he still Ugh. kills. The, and he still so kills is he the guy. an antihero? He's not an antihero because I mean, I guess it's what. What is your definition of antihero? Is he a guy who kills without remorse? And mm. well, he's he's like killing for a good cause, but he's still like not one hundred percent like a hero. I mean, he's killing scumbags, people who kidnap women and put them into slavery, sexual slavery. So I think it's easier to justify the fact that he goes on a rampage in a foreign country. He goes to France and just shoots the whole country up. Hmm. But he was doing it for a good cause. His daughter had been taken. <gasps> Under the, the bed. The movie is pretty ridiculous because up top, she says, Dad, I have an opportunity to go to Paris. It's going to be amazing. He's like, no. How old is the kid? I don't know how old she's supposed to be a teenager or anything, like okay. high school, 16. High school. Okay. Not like little kid. No. She, maybe she's supposed to be 15 and she's really like a 28-year-old actress. <laughs> yeah. But, she's Dakota Fanning. But he says, no, no, it's too dangerous. And then the mom, and they're separated, Liam Neeson and, and the mom. She's like, oh, stop being an asshole. You should let her go. And then he says, fine. And immediately... When they land in Paris, some dude approaches them and pretends to be a nice guy who's like, oh, let's share a cab. They're so expensive. And he does that to figure out where they go. And then, uh. then he sends people to kidnap them immediately, uh. fulfilling Liam Neeson's prophecy. It's fucking <laughs> dumb. But Yeah, it doesn't seem like, based on what you've said about Liam Neeson, that he would trust somebody like that so instantly, you know? Trust who? The person that he meets at the airport, like, let's just... No, no, he's not there. It's, he's not there. That's just the daughter and the Oh, it's the girl. Friend. Yeah. Oh. Once the daughter goes, and then that's when she calls him because she sees it's a very fancy apartment, a U-shaped with, like, a air shaft in between so she can see across, like, a courtyard into the other side of the apartment, and that's when she sees her friend being kidnapped and she gets under the bed. <gasps> And so then who is he talking to when he says, get under the bed, you will be taken? His daughter. He's saying there's nothing you can do about it. Sorry. Just get under that bed. They know there's, that she's under the bed? They don't at that point, but they come into the room and... Oh. He knows. He knows the mind of the criminal. He knows that they're going to find her. They're not so Why dumb. does he know the mind of a criminal? Because he spent his whole career in some kind of vague <laughs> international security <laughs> operations okay. for the country. They never really state what it is. Yeah. 
but he's seen okay. this his whole life. And that's uh -huh. why he has these skills. A specific set of skills. So the movie itself, if you just like a revenge movie where really the person is never in trouble, he's in trouble maybe for one minute out of the whole movie and he's just killing a bunch of people, getting his revenge, then it's fun. I think it's a fine movie to watch. It's pretty dumb. The fact they made two other ones. The second one, they go to Turkey, Istanbul. Uh -huh. It's like, what? Okay. So th this whole speech in your first movie about, oh, don't travel abroad. It's so dangerous. And then the fucking ordeal that his daughter has been through, which, by the way, doesn't seem to have any lasting effects. Her friend does die. Her, her friend that, he, that she travels to Europe with dies. From which, what? Uh, they're drugging the girls up to keep them sedated, and she okay. dies of an overdose. Oh, uh, they're not very good at it. So then it's don't care. They have so many that, you know, it's like chickens in a farm. That's ridiculous. They spent so much like that's a lot of work to follow some bitches and then just let one die like no bigs. Oh, and here's the other thing. Liam Neeson's daughter isn't just put into regular slavery. She's okay. being sold because she's a virgin, of course. Oh, how do they know? I don't know. That, <laughs> I think that's a valid question. I do not know. I like that my terrible impression of. The guy, I don't know, I don't know, has <laughs> kicked off this whole <laughs> recap of Taken. But yeah, in that second one, uh, there, there should be PTSD for everyone. Even the mom yeah. who had just had to live through the fact that her daughter, you know, was kidnapped. Then they just go to Istanbul. He's like, come on along with me. Let's travel internationally. And then once you know it, the guy who I am impersonating, his dad is out for revenge because uh, Liam oh. killed his son. And so he kidnaps the whole family. Man, the whole family? <laughs> well, I think the daughter doesn't get caught, but they're trying to kidnap her. But they get the wife and they get Liam at some point. Oh, okay. So they get the they get the parents. And then does the daughter then use her special set of skills because she's been through it to rescue no. the parents? He has a secret phone that they didn't know about. And he's able to contact the daughter and talk her through stuff. Oh. He's, he does things like throw a grenade. I have a grenade. A grenade? In the, I have a grenade in my suitcase in the hotel room throw it and then he counts down the seconds in between when she says she throws it and when he hears the blast oh. and he calculates the distance in miles and then what? then he has her run a bit i think and then throw another grenade grenade and he does the same thing and then he says now grab a map and and put the two points oh, of where you up. where you threw the grenades and then draw circles this uh diameter around those points because that's uh -huh. the mileage i calculated and where do those circles intersect and she says there's two places he's like well i'm at one of those two places <laughs> <laughs> and then she she gets to the place and throws a gun down a chimney and he's able to get it and escape wow <laughs> and then the oh, third yeah. one i don't even know i feel like the the mom is killed and he's framed for it who is Liam Neeson. What? How? I I can't. I feel like I, I half watched the third one on a plane drunk. Okay. So I can't remember too many of the details, but I just know that he's now being chased by the, the American authorities. So who knows? I don't know how she died. I don't know how he got framed. I don't know if anyone's actually even taken at that point. That's terrible writing. Honestly, She's, that's really terrible. Her life is taken. Yeah, there's no reason to push it to three, but everyone's so fucking greedy. Yeah. The the original, the kernel of an idea, right? 
it's like, okay, it's an action movie. We can sort of forgive these things. But then the second and then the third, it's too much to like. It is forgive, the first the first you know? one you forgive because it's fun. It's like, okay, I'm enjoying this. I'm seeing someone get their revenge. Yeah. And there's really just it's like a video game in a way. There's nothing stopping yeah. them. Uh-huh. But the other ones, like, okay, it's getting pretty ridiculous. What what little how- what little logic I expect in these movies <laughs> for you to right. follow. It's the, one of them is that Liam Neeson is a man of his convictions. And in the second one, when he just goes against everything he's ever said and invites his whole family to Istanbul. It's like, okay, that, that man would not do such a thing. Yeah. He would never do that. And it's funny that that's a little thing that will bother, you know, me, probably other people. But it's like, come on, despite all the other ridiculous shit. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's, uh, you can sort of forget or, or, uh, oh, the suspension of disbelief, right, can be held up to a point. It's just like uh, it's just like those um, oh, like the diehards, you know. First one was good. I didn't care about the second one. It was like in the snow. That was the plane. That was the plane one, right? Uh, the plane one. Yeah. They were. I don't know. They were in the snow, though, right? I think it was a plane one. No. Yes, that was the plane one. All right. Well, I don't know about the plane. I know there's snow. <laughs> I think it's a plane in the winter. Okay. Well, they're in the snow, though. They're like. I don't know. Okay. And then the third one, is that the one with, uh, with Samuel Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, where he's like the cab driver. He like is driving. He's not the cab driver. He he owns a business in the hood. And part of like the terrorist's request is for Bruce Willis to stand in the hood with like a sandwich board saying something racist so that he gets like beat up. And then Samuel Jackson, like, saves him but is also like against white people but then they like work together to like solve a puzzle in a fountain (laughs) those jugs of water yeah i think that's a good summary of the movie that's a good one i really liked that one it isn't jared uh uh lions um what's his name he was scar in lion king i don't know the name jeremy irons was that Scar? I didn't know any of the voices other than the kid. You from... won't get a ship without me. I didn't know any of the voices other than the kid from Tool Time. Home what? Improvement. Yes, you did. Whatever the fuck it is. Jerb Taylor Thomas. Yeah, Baby Simba. That's all I knew. Oh, and no. I guess I guess Mustafa. Yes, not Mus- Mustafa. <laughs> yeah. Mufasa. No. <laughs> Mustafa. That sounds like a Greek dish. That's fine. That's that's what his name is. Mustafa. Oh, what about Whoopi Goldberg? What about Cheech? Mustafa the poet. That's a real, see, it's a real person. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, just yeah. getting them confused, I guess. He's known as, he's just known as Mustafa, formerly known as Mustafa the poet. He's a Sudanese Canadian poet, singer, and songwriter. One of my favorites. So it would make sense that I would get the names confused. Mm, well, yes, of course, because you're always. Yeah, you're all about poetry. I mean, I guess it wouldn't make sense if it was one of my favorites. I would know the difference. But I mean, the you know, the name lives in my brain in such a way because I'm always thinking about Mustafa the poet that when I get to Yeah, I understand. Mufasta. What's his name? Mufasa. <laughs> remember Whoopi Goldberg's like Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Nah, I don't really remember. Oh, I loved Lion King. 
anyway, so, we, like we, the we, opening with the like, and then you know it's like the big crescendo, circle of life, bam, and just like yeah. bam, Lion King explosion. I was like, oh shit, I'm in. Yeah, if you go to the Broadway show, you'll cry when those people when they come out on stilts and they're the giraffes. Yeah, those are cool. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't cry at that. People, oh, people say that they weep at the opening of the Broadway show. I just mean like the 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 music hitting you. I think would make me cry, but not because like look at the costumes. Why would I I think it all comes together? I think it's the music, it's the tide of your childhood, and then it's the elegant stage design and the brilliant costumery. Why haven't they made a terrible? musical version of of um the never-ending story why would they because they've made terrible stupid musicals about so many other things i don't think it has the appeal enough or remakes like i'm I'm surprised that that's been untouched people do go into these things thinking they're going to make money you can look at the ideas and say you're never going to make money. That's fucking stupid. But they actually do think they're going to make money. Never-ending story, I don't think, gives anyone the illusion they're going to be making money. Even though we all talk about it yeah, in this we're all, longing we all, way. Yeah, we all have that memory of like anthrax dying or whatever that horse's name was. So you don't even know the name of the giant well, flying I forgot. Beast. It's something like... Hold on. Let me get it. It's a... Uh, Horcrux? Nope. That's Harry Potter. It's a... Uh, uh, Artax? Is that right? I think that's right. Uh, final answer, Artax. No. What is it? It's Falcor. No, Falcor is the dog. That's the flying beast. I'm not talking, I'm talking about the horse that dies in the beginning. Oh. That's the traumatizing part. Then I apologize. What is that horse's name? I don't know. Arcturix. See, that's why I came up with Horcrux. <laughs> It's. I think I'm pretty sure it's Artex. Oh my God! When that horse died, is it true that that horse really died during the making of the film? Uh, I don't. Or is know. that just? I don't know if that's urban legend or not. The tale like the, as old as time. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Well, remember when? <clears throat> this is a thing <clears throat> that's going around online. Are we supposed where, to be doing a topic? We're 15 this is minutes our topic into this now. fucking I was, thing. I brought up frustration. I'm and frustrated. I'm, I'm fucking huh? frustrated. Why? Because we're doing terrible movie reviews. Where we can't remember name characters' names or plot points. Like that thing that maybe happened that was kind of like this, and they did that thing, and then I, what was the No, we're name? doing great. That's Why guessing. are you criticizing what we're doing? We're doing good. I wanted to get back on track. This is on track. We're talking about movies. This is We always talk about fucking movies. We do? Yes. Oh, sometimes we talk about feelings. We always talk about fucking movies. Oh, no. There's so many Why? shows about movies. Why are you in your head? <laughs> welcome to one topic where we try to stick just to one even, topic just don't even just say welcome to one topic from here on out don't even no i say what i want Your my name. name is autumn my welcome to one topic where we try to stick to one topic and i say what i want my name is autumn fisher <sighs> my name is greg russ <laughs> sipping coffee in your ear <laughs> jesus christ Amen. I don't. We're just jumping around. I wish I had Listen, never done. Listen, you the, changed it. I said frustration, I and I, then you started talking about um, taken. <laughs> you asked questions because I just did an impression. Well, yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
don't know. I wish I could find that scene. Probably can. I bet you could. <laughs> I don't know. So he's torturing him. He's got electrodes on his legs. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like nails shoved into his knees. <gasps> connected to the power grid somehow. Ouchie. Take in movie current shock scene. <laughs> I always think about people when they have to act like they're in pain. Yeah. Okay. And how many takes do they have to do over like 53 takes? Yeah, do it again. Angles and like, yeah. You're shoving the nails into your knees. I don't want to go through the whole scene because it's three minutes. Let me jump ahead a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's interrogating him and then he says, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's this part. So my my impression's wow. pretty far off. He's <laughs> it's got, funny though what you what you've had in your head. I don't know. I don't know. And he's got more of just like a British accent. Yeah, he's like I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know in my mind for whatever reasons. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> got a bit exaggerated. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like that better, but I could totally hear it. You know, happen even though I don't know the scene at all. But like I could see where the actor would use that. I don't know. I don't know. I also have a combination of when Liam Neeson says good luck. Well, no, when Marco, the guy says good luck to Liam Neeson, when he gives his big speech, he's like, I will find you and I will kill you. Uh And then he just says, good luck. But I have a combination of that when I say it. I'm like, good luck. It's it's that and it's Star Fox when you're launching out of your space portal. There's a voice that says, good luck before your mission. And I've made some kind of bastardization of hmm. the two. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 Those are the voices in Star Fox. Got it. This is like. <laughs> that is that's probably the frog. <laughs> I have the beginning of that, I think, where maybe eventually it'll get sort of. Uh, degraded into some weird way because do you know those ads that pop up on games you're playing in your app and uh, it's that king that's always in trouble and he's like help me yes so I say help me like royal that. match royal match Mike. oh I love those ads that start with like a guy walking up to another guy on the street like hey I'm out on the street asking guys about what's your favorite he's like I love royal match so good like no ads <laughs> Like, shut the fuck up. You can play it with no Wi-Fi. Amazing graphics. When I just want to turn off my brain, I've seen too many of these things. Mm -hmm. And then they're trying to get philosophical about it, where sometimes they get these C-level actors doing endorsements. And I've seen that. It's like, hey, guys, it's me from Dexter. (laughs) I don't even, I've I've even seen the ones where they say where they're from. They just say their name like I'm supposed to know. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your boy. Yeah, who the fuck Joshua. are you? Joshua. I don't know who you are, but one of the guys is getting when I'm ex- off when I'm when I'm off set, you know, when we're taking a break from filming, I love playing Royal Match. He gets like existential about it. It's like 
you know, I love the game. And he goes through the list of bullet points that they give him that we just yeah. mentioned. But then he says, but I'm wondering who's after the king? Why is he always in these awful situations? <laughs> Who is out to get him? It says and on the script. why is this happening? Yeah, it says on the script, like, ad lib. It's like, add something personal. <laughs> Fucking, I never, I, it's his own fault. And it, then they do say, play with me to help me figure this out. I'm sure that's not built into the game. That it's not revealed that there's some uh, evil force putting the king in the bad scenarios. Yeah. Where the giant snake is coming after him or the toxic waste is pouring down and he's on a raft. That's yeah. going to give out at any point. I think and he's like, just move a these fucking pins moron. Around. He's a dumb moron king who deserves to die so that they can replace him so the people of the kingdom can have a better leader. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> Pretty good timing. Do it again. Uh, I have to go back to the YouTube video. It's so short that YouTube auto plays into the next. Here we go. Oh, no. I had the volume turned down. <laughs> Got a lot of blocks. Shut up. Shut up. Turn off autoplay. I don't know how. There's a little switch. It's they like don't let you do that switch. anymore. Yes, they do. Unless you pay them. That's not true. Oh, wait. I don't know if that's true because I pay. <laughs> there is no escaping. Good luck. Good luck. Taken. Fuck this. Three minutes. It's the whole scene of him talking to his daughter. I mean, yeah, the next part is very important. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how I would act if my kid was calling me from under a bed and was about to be kidnapped. You have to be calm. Look, you you have to put your emotions aside and think, what can I do to save my daughter? Freaking out right now is not going to help. And because I have been trained so well. And I'm able to compartmentalize so well right. that I'm just going to tell her exactly what to do. But wouldn't it be but like... if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> I wish I had Yuck. the two. I wish I had known I was going to be talking about this. I would have prepared the two good lucks and put them yeah. on my button bar so I could play the two effects. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I want to do, I want to do weird non-English voices for a computer game. Oh, like uh, Animal Crossing talks like that, right? I, I haven't played it. I tried to play it and I was like, what the fuck? This is the worst game. I'm so bored. I like dig holes. The most that shells I, and shit. I'm like, this the, is so stupid. The most I know yeah, about blah, is blah. the track from Mario Kart. There's a Animal Crossing track. That's the most I know about it. Oh, okay. Don't the Sims well, talk in some gross, disgusting way? Not like that. Not fun like that. They're like, yeah. stuff like that. I hate it. Eh? Oh, I tried. I played the Sims too. And like, somehow I accidentally got a kid like I got a baby and I was so stressed out this kid was like crying and shitting itself and like rolling in its own filth and I had to like keep it clean and feed it and like 
I couldn't go to work because without getting a sitter or like taking it to daycare and shit. I was like, what the fuck? This is just life. I'm not interested in this. Exactly. It's hard enough when you don't have the kid because you're not giving me enough entertainment time. I need to watch TV and dance. Yeah. I instantly just like looked up the cheats and then just gave myself so much money and then just like built houses and stuff. That was more interesting. The only one I ever played was Bustin' Out, which is the one that focuses on career. Yeah. Now they, a lot of them focus on career. I think, well, at least I'm playing the, or I was playing the latest one. Um, And yeah, there's, there's all these different things you can focus on. Like you can try and like build up your love life or you can try and build up your career or you can like try and do all of that stressful it's like this is just my life like i'm not doing this in my life because i like can't handle it why am i doing it on a game when i'm trying to have fun at some point i walled in my sim and just let them freak out because i got so frustrated yeah there's there's some videos online of people making like basements full of sims (laughs) like they lure people over for parties and then like take them down to the basement (laughs) lock the door At least it's an escape at that point from real life. I'm not just focusing mm. on all the same shit. Yeah. So the first one was Star Fox. The second one is the uh, bird. Whatever the bird's name is. <laughs> How did they make this sound? <laughs> It's the rabbit. (laughs) Here's the frog. (laughs) I'd like I'd like to know how they made these sounds. It's the evil fox. I don't know what the hell that thing is, a fly. I don't know. I bet it's a... I came across some of the raw audio, like the good luck, Mm -hmm. uncompressed and no effects on it. And it really is just a guy's voice. It's like, good luck. (laughs) And I'm wondering if they just had people make noises. The same person, probably. And then you... And they just cut it up and did weird things. Yeah, you reverse some of them. You EQ them in weird ways. Yeah. Raise the pitch. You just fuck around with it. Blades of Steel. I didn't play Blades of Steel. I played ice hockey. Sorry, I'm listening to you. I'm just looking for the young. See, now, now this is why it's not good to do. I also played uh, Excite Bike. Keep going. It goes do, do that, that was it. It's just that. You're filling the time while I look for this thing. All voices uncompressed. But that's Star Fox 64. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the original Star Fox. 
Star Fox 64 uncompressed. I forgot about this. Hell yeah. That's it. <laughs> that should be our intro from now on. Just using that? Yeah. <laughs> Even though we barely use the intro anymore. So here's that's the end game. Here's the original uncompressed. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Just some guy. Good luck. Yeah, so, <laughs> just a guy. I wonder if he did a million takes. No, 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 no. Not quite right. Good luck. No, 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 no. Good luck. No, no, that's not what no. we need. All right. Um. Good luck. Mm, not, not quite bad. There. Good luck. Then two days later, they're still in studio doing it. People do get that nitpicky. They're fucking insane for something that doesn't matter that much because you could have put any good luck in the game and then people would have looked back fondly on it because they liked the game. Right. Like that good luck. I remember that good luck. If it was good luck. Right. It would, it would be sort of different enough. They wouldn't have right? cared. But it would be memorable. It's like when you I worked. It's so weird. Good luck. It's when I worked on a play and there was a days long discussion about the sound of the door opening and closing. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Isn't there just one sound effect for doors opening? It's just that creaky. No, there are different types of doors on them with different materials and different hinges. And yes, some older mm, this doors. This sounds more creak. like an oak door. And this is really hollow core. So that's not even what they were arguing about. I mean, that, that's a fair assessment. If you use a screen door and it's supposed to be a bedroom door, you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, I don't trust my kids. I put a screen door on their bedroom. That's the privacy they get. But this, this discussion, and then we had finally set. It was mostly about the levels and how loud it should be. Uh, the mom would go back into the house. It was a play about a hoarder. And she'd go back into the house sometimes and go to her room. And that's usually when her kids were there talking shit about her. Mm -hmm. And... You know, do you need the door? No, not necessarily. But she would listen to music. And I had designed it so that when she was in her room and the door was closed, the music, you could hear it, but it was kind of muffled, sure. like it was coming yeah, through yeah. a wall. Awesome. And then when she'd come out of her room, the door would open and the music would become clear. And several hours discussion about just the, the level, sound level of the door opening and closing, which fair. If it's too loud, it's too soft. I get that. We finally settle on something. And the next day, it's like, well, I think we're just going to get rid of the door altogether. It's <gasps> like, it doesn't fucking make sense then. You think you have to get rid of the music. If you don't want the door, get rid of the music. Then it's just weird. It's like, why is the music doing that? You need some kind of cue to let you know that she's coming out of her room. I can yeah. agree that you don't need the door, but then you don't get the music. And it's all because some dude who came in, who's the assistant director, which who knew they had any fucking power. <laughs> for the first time was sitting there and watched a run through and didn't like it. It's like, it's not working for me. It's like, who the fuck mm. do you think you are? You fucking idiot. And then I find out, <laughs> I don't remember who his dad is, but it's someone famous. 
It's oh. like, eh, eh, it all comes together now. It's Liam Neeson's dad. <laughs> people don't want to upset you. Because God knows what you could do for the theater, even though you would never do anything. Because you're you will such watch a, a play. Fucking and you will failure. say you don't like it. There no offense. No offense. You won't like the door. If I had a famous dad, I wouldn't be hanging out at some, you know, small theater. You're just going there because you want the attention and you want to feel special. And if I ran the theater, but get the fuck out of here. I don't want your dad's Whoa. money. I don't want you. I don't whatever you, you meet th- Liam Neeson. Whatever you think you can bring me, I don't give a shit. Because exactly what you want, you think I'm gonna bow down and kiss your feet. And I guess that's what you're getting because you get to come in and make stupid decisions <laughs> hearing something one time. So he was Fucking the one that didn't like the door? F- you bearded fuck. Yeah, he didn't like the door the door. Well. And this is if this he didn't is, like other things, would you have been so offended? Yeah, in general, because you spend a lot of time working on something and it yeah. is a collaborative process. And, you know, in theater, the writer has a lot more say than in movies. You turn over a script and that's the end of it. You're done in a, in movies. But in a theater, for whatever reason, the writer really can stick around and just fucking give notes and input. And you do have the director and the director, I guess, has final say on things. But when okay. it comes to like story... They do defer to the writer quite often, and then the director like helps block scenes and get the performances needed right. out of the the actors. And then the director just disappears once the show actually opens. Like, all right, my work's done. And then they're no, which makes sense. I guess the director doesn't need to be there every single night, especially for something like Phantom that ran for so long. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But like a play that goes on for a couple weekends. Yeah, you still the director you, should you, be there. Yeah, you get it where it needs to be, and then you just turn it over. So there's a few people who have input and totally fair. And you try different things and things you design don't actually work once Mm -hmm. you see them in the show. But it's something as small as a fucking door. It can get frustrating. And then when someone comes in from seemingly nowhere and blows it all up, it's like, what the fuck? There's also a goddamn door. People think working on creative endeavors is like it's fulfilling thing. I find it to be worse than my normal work sometimes when you have like client feedback. At least with client feedback, it's like, yeah, they're annoying uh, and it's really driving me crazy. But you haven't like put your heart. I'm not saying you Mm. didn't do a good job. Like there's a level of being a professional that means a lot to me and you do a good job. But you don't invest in it in the same way because... With a creative creative endeavor, you're thinking, all right, this is you know this is something that's existing solely for people's entertainment. Uh, it's artistic. Well, um, and at work, it's not yours, right? When you're doing something at the theater, part the the part that you're working on is yours. So then, when someone comes in and says, "Hey, that thing that's yours, that's dumb," <laughs> they just yeah, they just and and look, that's part of the process. The, the, right, you're not always going to have things approved. But yes, when somebody just comes in seemingly out of nowhere and when it's as dumb as a door, like you are fucking overthinking this to death. I am losing my fucking mind. I don't want to do this anymore. Did they keep the door? No, they got rid of it. Ah, they played the music still? Yeah, then it made no fucking sense. Would you like, did you ever think about just during the show, just putting the door back in and be like, I'm putting the door in. Fuck you. Well, (laughs) no, because once the show's built, I turn it over and somebody else runs it. Like I just... You're the director of the sound. You design the sound. You set the sound. You build the QLab file. Yeah. And then you turn it over. I say, yeah, like, uh uh-huh, yeah, the QLab file. Mm -hmm. And there's just someone in the booth running it. Okay. 
who also tends to be a stage manager at a smaller level. They do everything. Right. And then that stage manager texts me that one day. He's like, can you give me these files without the door? And I was like, why? Because the uh, big bearded <gasps> idiot uh, yeah. made the final decision. And she's like, I'll have you know that's one of my best friends. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> what did you say back? I actually How had a nice respond to that. I, had, I I felt bad because I'm you know acting out. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not going to do you any favors. <laughs> no, I don't. Let's see if I can find it. I don't. know. It was so long ago. Yeah, searching your text for bearded. Fuck. <laughs> I think I sent it to the guy who ran the theater. It's like just so you know, because he did tell me, and I know the guy who runs the theater pretty well, so. Yeah, uh, she went in though, and she's like, "I really have to talk to you about Greg," <gasps> and they thought something really. Like, oh, I bad. think I remember you telling me this. They, I'm they, remembering this now. Yeah, they thought something really bad had happened, and then she yeah. said, uh, "You know, just she didn't show them the text, but just basically said he wasn't nice about whatever the guy's name is." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, okay, that's it." She's like, "Yeah, I just thought you should know." Okay. This is this was my response. I said, I apologize for that text. It was thoughtless and arbitrary and wasn't meant to challenge. It put you in a spot where you had to respond and you've got enough you're dealing with. I didn't mean to do that, so I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, as, as she was dealing with a lot, she's just enacting what she's being told to do. Yeah. And she needs a new file for me. I should just get her a new file. It's like, what good is it going to do to complain to her or, you know, insult people to her? It doesn't do well, anything. Well, you but- could complain to her and be like, oh, is it because so-and-so axed it and they'll be like yeah you'll be like okay fuck well they're idiots but for you to be like the bearded fuck (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i said fuck (laughs) but i it was a little bit insulting i think i said bigger the bigger but he's like i didn't mean fat he's like a big he's tall and he's just bigger overall okay he's like an albanese Mm -hmm. like a michael albanese type person where they're just big yeah viking yeah. Who's their dad? Who what? Who's their dad? You said they're they had, they were a son of a famous person? I don't remember. I don't know. I was told once. I'm, I'm not you know, keeping that information hidden on purpose. I just don't okay. remember. I'm just curious. I have no clue, but, you know, I get it. I just went on the whole rant. It's like, why? I would tell that person, get the fuck out of here. But, you know, when you're trying to run a theater yeah. business, it's difficult. And... Any help you can get, any kind of publicity you can get, any way to get the word out, anyone tied to any show that means something, that is still what gets people out. Yeah, well, especially something small. You know, you can tell the the famous, the the son of a famous person can tell the famous person and then maybe the famous person is going to come see the show that their son is involved with and then bring their famous friends. That's the hope. But does that ever happen? Hmm. Oh, you, you guys want to go see a show about a hoarder? <laughs> <laughs> There's no door in it. Ooh, I'm in. No, people, I don't know. I guess it was a good script. It was based on someone's actual experience with their mother. Writing what they know. Isn't that the thing you're supposed to do? Write what you know? Yes. I don't know anything. So I don't write anything. Do you write the word nothing? <laughs> yes. That'd be a funny little thing. Write what you know. Colon, nothing. Maybe that could be the name of the play. Ooh. 
So is Phantom really like there's no other Phantom coming back or anything? The idea, I don't know. There's been no word, but the Majestic Theater where the Phantom played uh, for God knows how long, 30 something years. Uh, they haven't put anything new in it yet. Usually when these theaters are empty, something goes in there pretty right. quickly. Beetlejuice, the fucking music. No, Beetlejuice wasn't actually that bad. It was fun. I know. That's what you said. Beetlejuice was a fun show. I, I can understand that the idea. What? Beetlejuice? Huh? They had cool sets and dancing and costumes. <laughs> Don't hate I don't it. Trust it, the Beetlejuice. Don't, don't hate it. It's like the hating Beetlejuice. To me, that be, like I picture the Beetlejuice in the Beetlejuice the musical to be like, uh, like um, oh, like the Grinch, like the the Jim Carrey Grinch, which I despise. There was an actor that people knew that liked and liked that played Beetlejuice. Who? I don't know. I don't remember his name. I don't know. I don't tell me. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Re- I. You know, there's people who know the Broadway actors, so they say this person's very big in Broadway. It's like, oh, I don't know. Well, I'm sure that they did a good job, but it's still stupid. No, you're you're suffering from the Wonka syndrome, where the reviews were, I I, I hate to say it, but it wasn't bad. I know. It was pretty good. I, I can't. Did you know people didn't know it was a musical? Yeah, they didn't really promote it as a musical. Yeah, but... It's always been a musical. The book wasn't a musical. Well, yeah, that's not outside the book. The, the book other, can't be a musical. <laughs> the other, there was like one and it's a half. A it was a one and one and a half musicals. That second one, I don't know if I'd really call it a musical. I know well, there that are musical That second one numbers. doesn't exist. I, I, it does not exist. Oh, it mind. exists. I saw a, I a double <laughs> Wonka box set where you get both of them. Ew. Buy this, get both movies. Wasn't it funny, though, that uh, Violet was from Atlanta, from the was suburbs? She? They show her house, and it's a generic, sprawling suburban build. I'm Veruca Salt. Okay. Going back and to uh, Phantom, those though. creepy, sorry, real quick, those creepy Oompa Loompas that was just the one guy. <laughs> what yeah, the fuck? It's hard for me to hate that guy, though, because it was just one guy, and I think I saw an interview where he was excited about his role because... You know, he got cast in a big movie. And he got, like, it was supposed to just be, he was just supposed to be, like, five people. And then it turned into, like, thousands of bloopers or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and they processed his voice in a bad way. Yeah, like well, and that rock and roll one where he's, like, oh, it's so bad. Got, Ew! It's so bad. And just, I can't, I, even just thinking about it, it looks, like, oh, like, oversaturated. But then also dull at the same time. I don't really understand how they did that. Okay, go ahead. Talk. About I still it. do. Well, I still do like one scene from that movie when they <clears throat> when they arrive at the factory and the weird animatronic thing catches fire and everything burns. Oh, I don't know that part. I didn't see. I, I I've only seen parts of it and I <laughs> threw up. <laughs> that's the, that's the best scene. Things blew up. Okay. Like a curtain opens and there's this little thing of animatronic kids singing. Some Willy Wonka song, and then they uh-huh. catch fire, and their faces start to melt. And I enjoy that. <laughs> like part. Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka. That's that the song. Thing? Yeah. Okay. But didn't you care that uh, his dad didn't let him eat candy as a kid? That was really sad. He had a dentist as a dad. What an awful thing for a man who just wants to be a chocolatier to have a dentist for a dad who says, "I can't let you eat candy, you fucking little rat." 
If I catch you eating it, I'll slap it out of your mouth. What a horrible existence. He had to come through a lot. He had to go through a lot. Work his way into the position he was in. He he deserves everything he has. That Wonka. Why was he so airbrushed? <laughs> I don't know. It's like his face was blurry. God, that movie's bad. So Phantom. Yeah. It hasn't been announced. I don't know if it will happen. Technically, Phantom in London closed. It just happened over COVID when all the theaters were closed. And they closed the show. They made a few changes, not really that many. Cut back on the orchestra. And oh, that's right. Yeah, saved, I remember that. You know, saving money. Because it was a very expensive show to run because it had the biggest orchestra on Broadway. And the original people are still being paid. If you were part of the original production, if you were the sound designer on the original production, you got paid mm-hmm. nonstop just because it was the original run. You shut that down, all those people peel off. And they think that they're going to reopen it similarly to what they did in London. But okay. I guess you have to give enough of a break that people miss it. I wonder if it will be as good because it'll I don't probably know. be very similar and they'll use some tracks to fill out the orchestra, which stinks. Which is kind but of a bummer. Will will most people notice? Probably not. Yeah. We'll notice. Yeah. God, I was telling you I listened to that soundtrack again the other day with like just laying on my back in my bed with two AirPods in, which I know are not like the best way to listen to music, but it was the only thing I had. And just the beginning, that overture, you know, like the uh, it was so good. That there's a reason it played for so long. So good. There are people, the music is good. You can yes. you can critique Andrew Lloyd Webber all you want. Absolutely. He has not made he has not always made the best decisions. There are dated elements in Phantom with the guitar, but that was a thing yes. of the time. I wish you could remove the guitar. You kind of I feel like it's not as noticeable. The guitar. It's, it's really only in the title track. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's not built in the other music. Right. And it's a, a classic tale that people like. It's that they, they, they can still hit all the right spots. People love it. I love it. Christina has seen it. God knows how many times. <laughs> Again, why was the movie so terrible? I can't really. Why do, why do people make terrible movies? I can't really speak to that. I don't know why the movie was so terrible because it could... Could have been good. They the movie is a weird thing, where they something like Masquerade, which is a very colorful. Yeah. Scene. They just made it black and white. Like why did they do that? Everyone's wearing you know monochrome colors. But they could have made it like fantastic. Yeah. Well, they also they cast... can't really do that on stage because they have limited amount of people. When they cast Gerard Butler. And then he just had a black eye. That was his deformity. Don't look at me. I'm so ugly. It's like, what's wrong? It's like my, and he's saying like, oh, like that. my eye is red. It's a red spot around my eye. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be back. Uh, I hope so. I'll go but, see it again. But it lost its title as longest running show, Lion King. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, we'll destroy that one day because Lion King will never, ever, 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 ever close. Well, everybody thought that about cats. 
Uh, Lion King, though. I feel like intellectual property like that and the fact that it's so revered. It's costumery. (laughs) People want to go see the people on stilts. Who plays like little Simba? Is it a kid? No, I think it's the same actor who carries around like a little baby Simba. But doesn't the baby Simba sing? Yeah, maybe it's a, a younger person then. I wanna be a mighty king. I thought they just put on like a headband with the baby Simba's head on it. And then when they get older, then it's a bigger Simba. But you have to have like a little kid voice. Maybe somebody can just uh, do that with their voice. Sure. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. There's such like a fun little kid way of singing. Like, little kid actor way of singing. I'm gonna be the main event. It's like Michael Jackson. It kind of sounds like baby MJ. Okay, there is a kid. A, B, C. Easiest one, two, three. There's a kid who plays baby. Young, okay, good. Young Simba. That sucks, though, for that kid. How many shows has does he have to... They, they sure have they to have, have multiple I'm, kids. Yeah, I'm sure they have multiple. Because of those laws, you can't work the kid this much. The yeah. kid can only work every other day. That's good, because that, that show's intense. Are those, then, those shows are intense. Then their parents take all the money. Well, you're not old enough. <laughs> you're not old enough. We're putting this in an account for you. We promise. We're not touching it. We're not doing anything. Well, we're skimming a bit. We're skimming like 80% of it. But, you know, it's going to be there for you one day. That didn't happen I get to- it. That didn't happen to Macaulay Culkin, huh? Wait, you get it? You'd steal yeah, from your it. kids? Well, I have taken a couple bucks here or there from my kids' oh my little God. account. <laughs> oh, my God. If it's, Just like I think 10 it's, bucks. I think it's worse that you're taking $10. But I give them five. I give them $10. Uh, I give them $20 a month for doing fucking nothing, bro. Why do you give them $20 a month? <laughs> Just to, like, start giving them money, like, to have an, an account. Just like building wealth for them, which is so much wealth. Yeah, teaching them. <laughs> I was letting them use the money, but then they were spending it on just the most bullshit stuff. So I decided they can't use the money anymore. Teaching them that uh, they don't have to do anything for this money. I'll just give it to you. Here well, you I'm, their, I'm their parents. Take it. They, I got it. Yeah, for me, they can do it. I can, I'll, yeah, I'll give them money for nothing. That, I want to be, I want to be that... the mom eventually that has like cash. Well, the dad kind of and has cash in their wallet. Like here, you need 20 bucks. Here, take 20 bucks. There you go. Yeah, but just giving them it on a regular basis, it feels like it defeats the purpose of parenting. Shouldn't that be, you got to do something to earn this money because my parents at some point tried to get me to do chores and said they would give me an allowance. And I had, I I chose not taking the money over doing the chores and taking the money. Well, they don't, (laughs) they don't don't get to spend the money. That's the thing. Oh, okay. I give them money for nothing. So then you give it, then you steal it. Okay. You give it to them. Well, I have stolen it. I don't steal it. You're in a spot where you have to take $10. No, sometimes you're like, oh, man. Let me use 10 bucks out of their account for like some dumb thing that they want. Like I kind of make them spend their own money, but they don't know they're spending their own money. <laughs> it's more like I'm annoyed that they want to spend my money on something dumb and I don't. And maybe I can't say no for some reason. And so then I just use like a couple bucks of theirs. It's not a big it, deal. I, I find it to be worse. They have a hundred. They have like a hundred bucks in there. If my kid was making millions of dollars, it'd be very, then I see it and it's like, oh, I don't know, there's a lot of money there. I want to start taking some of that, but <laughs> I need $3. I'm going to break <laughs> my kid's piggy bank. Things aren't going so well. 
They do have a piggy bank that you can't open. It was made by my friend Mike Clapthor, who makes these really awesome like robots. You should really check it out. Um, but it's a it's a piggy bank that you can't open, and so it's full of money. What do you and have to I, do to smash it one day? You got to smash it. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna ever be able to make that decision for them. Like they're gonna have to do that, and then I think I'll be sad that they're gonna smash it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the the problem when you're making a nice piece of artwork. It's smash it open. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the art. I just can't wait to smash that bank. You can put all the ceramic in a pile and then call that art. Like if you go to the Dia Beacon uh, Museum. My God. I went up there once. Twice, actually. What is it, modern art? Yeah, there was like a pile of glass just sitting on the floor. (laughs) Like this is art. Yeah, that shit is so lame. There are people who really defend it, and and I guess art can be anything. But to they me, seem so pretentious, though. Yes, to me, art is something that makes you think or feel. Yeah, and and it is subjective. Maybe somebody does look at that pile of glass and they feel something. I can't say that that doesn't exist. It's hard for me to believe. I don't know what kind of emotions it would pull out, but. Uh, it doesn't work for me. No modern art works for me. You can look at it in context, especially when modern art, abstract art started popping up like as a rebellion and a, you know, like 80s music was in a way experimentation of new instruments. So yes, you get new materials and, and ways of doing things and processes and seemed like it was a rebellion of long drawn out seven minute guitar solo songs where everything was commercialized, which is not maybe the best thing, but you got good 80s songs and they hit a spot. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who hate 80s music and their complaints are valid because if you do look at it through the lens I'm talking about, I guess it was highly commercialized. It was pumped out at a rate that we hadn't seen before. But, and some of it didn't age well, but at the time there was, you know, it was cool with all the synth stuff. It's like, whoa, this is new and we're playing around with this. So I can understand that with some art. I try to appreciate that, or I at least try to use that to not shit on it. I'm like, well, okay, the person was experimenting in some way, then fine. But I don't know. I just, again, when I see something that I could do, like if it's a big fucking sculpture, even if it's ridiculous, I'm like, wow, I couldn't, you know, that. Yeah, how do you even start something like that? Yeah. That, that's a dip, but a fucking pile of glass. Come on. <laughs> well, and also it's to me, I like art to be something like you said, something that makes me like feel something. It doesn't have to be an intensity. It could just be like, oh, I really like that. It's really pretty. It brightens up my space. Like I kind of like art to be uh, um, more useful, right? Because a pile of glass isn't going to do anything. It's just going to be a pile of glass. Um, whereas maybe if it were, uh, someone who like made a, uh, ultra realistic sort of pencil drawing of a pile of glass, I think that's more interesting than I can put it up on my wall. Even if it's something that's overpriced and like, you know, considered like high art and you have to, you know, you get it at a gallery and it's like, you know, $16,000, well, whatever, at least. I would say, oh, that's going to do something for me. I'm going to see it. There's something about it that's interesting. It's broken. 
but it's beautifully put together by this person, this artist who spent all this time on each piece. Like that I can appreciate. But a literal like pile of dirt, <laughs> you know, of, of garbage, I don't what am I gonna do with that? It's on the floor. <laughs> I just sent you a picture. You sent of it, it to me. I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Sure. Okay. But yeah, so I'm saying, like, what is what do you, what do you do with that? What is that? What is it? Like, I, I guess you could say it's it has some meaning or, or or something, but like I said, I want art to be something I can also sort of do something with and not physically, but like something that brightens up my day by looking at it or like makes me think when I look at it. You can't you can't put a pile of glass in your house. <laughs> maybe maybe if you could, that's saying something. And then your cleaners, because you have such a big house, they come and they sweep up the glass. Like, oh, no, there's a mess. And then they clean it up. Or you drop a glass by accident in the kitchen and that breaks and they don't sweep it up because they think oh, it's, that's a, right. it's a supplementary piece. Like, I don't Or know. you sweep it up and you just throw it in the pile of glass. People the pay to glass. go see that, though. Well, that's silly. I don't get it. But, I mean, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I was going to try and be... um more open-minded and like understanding of the world or something, but pile of glass. I don't know. My friend, my friend Matt gets very angry when I talk about abstract modern art this way. Oh, cause he likes it. I, I don't know if he, if, if for whatever reason in his mind, it makes him think less of me. Like I don't get it or I'm not open-minded enough. Mm -hmm. And it says something about who I am. It's like, no, I've given it all the, I've approached it from all those angles. I just, I can, again, admit, to you that I I get that doesn't mean I have to like it. Right. I don't have to like a fucking line drawn on a sheet of paper that's hanging <sighs> in the fucking Museum of Modern Art. Yeah, I think um what is it? Is it Rothko? The the guy that does just like the big color, just like something of all of one color or like two colors. Yeah. Yeah. Um I thought that was kind of dumb. I was like, what? Who gives a shit? And then my friend told me that it's actually pretty interesting because look how clean the line is and like, look how the uh, color, I don't remember if they like gradient into each other, if he has anything like that, but something like that. Like she, she taught me a little bit more of, of the um, skill it takes to make something. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I get that. Yeah, And I think his whole thing was the idea was he was capturing human emotion and putting it on a canvas, Well, which even that okay. in itself, it's like, oh, okay, you can do that. You're, yeah. you're able to do that. And then that was supposed to evoke emotion from the people who viewed it. And then, the, yes, the, like, these are the things. If you if you look into the process of making it and realize that there was maybe more skill involved than you thought, right. you can garner a bit more appreciation for it. But it still doesn't mean you have to like it or think that it's you know worthy in some way. Well, just, yeah. my whole house is falling apart. Oh, I heard the radiator. What was the other thing? The snow on the roof, uh, I guess, melted enough where it slid off. So Ooh, it was sl fun. sliding down the roof. And then the radiator started hissing at the same time. I saw a video of someone of like big, huge ice sheets coming off of a building in New York and like slamming into the ground. Yeah, people below. People were worried. And you have they to think. Like, Look out! Things 
fall off of buildings, air conditioners fall out of windows. Not necessarily the safest place to walk on the sidewalk mm -hmm. below. People yeah. jump off of buildings and land on you. Ah, that's rude. And it has happened. It's like, yeah, if you're going to kill yourself, <laughs> make sure no one's below. <laughs> Do you know what I say about murder suicide? <laughs> what? Just reverse that. <laughs> suicide first, then you can murder all you want. Yes, take some time. Commit the suicide. And then if you're still feeling up to the murder. Yeah, then by all means. <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking you to take a step back for a second. Mm -hmm. Sit and think. Yeah, priorities. All right, thanks everybody. For another show that had nothing to do with one thing. What? <laughs> it's a process. It's We're not a process. They're just being lazy. <laughs> But I'm really enjoying these shows. Yes, but it's and you've got to, then we put an end to this show and you start a new show. All right. I, I just think it's ridiculous. This show. No, I know. I get it. But I can't stop. And every week I say, no, we're getting back on track and then we don't. And so my word means absolutely nothing. I mean, we kind of, tr I tried at the beginning. Yeah, but you took this one thing in the pre-show and ran with it and said, no, that's the topic now. No, well, because... The pre-show's always been the part where you just talk about whatever, then you get into the topic. But then but I kind of forgot that you were going to play the music because we haven't been playing the music. And I'm sitting at my normal computer. See, I'm trying. Oh, see? Okay. Trying to get back into it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye.